The girl is alive. She's here. She's alive. It's me in the flesh. <laughs> I've been gone for a bit. But okay, let me let me just say hi first. Hi. How are you? How have you guys been? I know it's been a while since we last spoke. I think it's been like three weeks or like two weeks. And nini. Oh. Um, I took an unscheduled break. I hadn't planned to take a break. I didn't want to take a break, but I had to take a break uh, from the podcast and from, from Instagram as well. On one hand, I want to hold myself accountable and say that I lacked consistency. But on the other hand, I want to give myself some grace that I was going through a lot. I was going through a lot of problems. So, yeah, that's that's just kind of what the break was. Um, but today I'm going to spill the tea on what the break was about. Put, um, a little bit of what the break was about. Um, what I did during the break, which is a great segue into the weekly update. So... This is more like a bi-weekly update. I'm only three weekly updates. Yani, so much has happened since the last episode. Um, I spent a full week in a bit of a... We don't want to call it a depressive phase. But we might call it that. Let me... Yeah, we... I'm tempted to not call it that because I don't think I want to give it that much power because it was it's not as bad as it has been before. But uh, essentially, I was stagnant for a whole week. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't get out of bed. Of course, when I need to be in school and I would leave to go to work and I would leave to attend to those adult things that those adult things that I really had to do, but I pretty much did not do anything else for that week. I was low energy. I didn't feel like cooking. I didn't feel like doing anything. Yeah, I just, I was just like melancholic, just feeling not good for, for, I don't know what reason. And I've started to do more research into my cycle, by the way, into how like the period, like, um, all the phases of my cycle, like changia to my mood. And I know during that phase, it's normal to feel low energy, which is why I don't want to call it a depressive episode. Yeah. So um, after that, I recorded an episode. That was the first Saturday I skipped. I recorded an episode, but I just couldn't upload it because I had recorded something that I knew was not authentic. Something that I wasn't talking about how the week had been or what experience I was going through. I just picked like a, a simple, something very easy, like a, a cop out. I picked a cop out. I recorded it and I couldn't post it. I was like, this is not authentic. This is not what this podcast is about. Um, yeah, that's when I decided to just take a break. And I was like, yeah, I clearly I'm not in the headspace to be talking about anything. So I took the break and this episode will be in two parts so this episode is going to be about that first week i took a break 
part two is going to be about the second week because the energy shifted completely. I shifted the energy of the second week completely. So I'll tell you what that is and how that happened in the next episode in part two. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's basically been my week and there was that week and then there was this second week. So I found, um, Eat, pray, love at a thrift store. I like to buy thrift store books. Number one, they're cheaper. So they're more sustainable to buy several books, like, back to back. Especially because I read a lot. So I can buy a book this week, a book next week, a book this week for a dollar each. As opposed to one book here, $25. I'm at $30. So there's that. It's more sustainable for me, more sustainable for the environment. It's just better. Just It's the same writing. Just buy old books, honey. But that means that I can't really... um get nice a specific nice book i sort of go into the thrift shop just to see what will be there and if i see something that i like like or something that stands out to me kamaya colin hoover i just read it ends with us i found it in a thrift store somewhere and i was like i'm not leaving it so yesterday i found it pre-love in a sea of other random books and i was like this must be mine i also found it pre-love at the end of this two-week period of one, the first half being what I'm going to talk about today, and then the second half being what I'll talk about in the next episode. And once I saw the book, it was a sign. It was like, yeah, this God led me to this book. It led, it, God led me, because I hadn't planned to go into the thrift store, actually. I was going shopping for groceries, and there was a thrift store next to the grocery store. So I was just like, ah, let me see which books are in here. Nika popi, I'm trying to be smart with money. <laughs> I won't even buy. <laughs> but when I see a good book, ooh-wee, you've lost me. You've lost me. Me and the budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I copped the book and I've started reading it. I am on chapter, let me just pick it up. I'm on chapter 19 of 108. So, so far, so good. I'm loving her writing style. I'm loving the book itself, the the content. I'm really, I feel like I'm really resonating with a lot of what she says. And yeah, I think that's it for the the weekly update. I think this is the longest weekly update I've ever given. But um, this episode is going to be about scarcity and the bear. Minimum, honey. Hmm? I know somebody has had the bare minimum. The the hair on the back of her neck, Ikasi Mama. It's general scarcity throughout all aspects of your life. I think that first week, it really hit me how I have been accepting the bare minimum at every point of my life. It hit me in my fitness, in my career in my money, in my friendships, and in my love life as well. accept the little that I can get, I will make do with it. Now, oh, let's do, let's do a deep dive. Let's do a deep dive of why I think this started. I think, um, first of all, it's a firstborn daughter thing. It was not directly imposed upon me by my parents, but it's how I internalized it that I have to make do with what I have. If I am given a little bit, I just have to find a way to be happy with that kidogo. 
Iyo kidogo, iyo kidogo. Toshika nacho, that has been my theme. The theme of my life for a while. And being the firstborn daughter kind of taught me uh, or I internalized that I need to be independent. I need to figure out my things for myself. I need to not need have to wait for somebody to panga me or to assist me. If I'm carrying... What I did that first week. I bought a mirror. Like a mirror for my vanity, a vanity mirror. It's a mirror that you place on top of a table and then you connect to drawers on the side. I think I might just put it on my Instagram so that you see what I'm talking about. So I bought that mirror from someone who lives near me, like 15 minute, a 15 minute walk away, away from where I live. And I don't have a car. So I called my friend who has a car and asked him, hey, can you take me to pick this thing up? He was like, yeah, fine, no problem. When do you want to go? I told him Saturday. I bought this thing on Friday. Then the person who sold it to me, Akaniambia, actually Saturday hatakuwa that she's traveling and I need to pick it up on Friday. So I called my friend again, Kamambe, eh, uko free leo to end after, after, after work. He was like, yeah, sure, no problem. Let's go and get it. So we went to pick it up. Uyumtu kumbe hajaiweka nje, hachukui simu. And apparently it's illegal to knock on people's doors in Australia. It's illegal or it's like frowned upon. But I, I think niliambo it's illegal because it's technically trespassing. If you've been invited, mtu atakufungulia mlango. But for you to be there knocking on the door means you're not invited. So I couldn't go up and knock on the door. Na ilikuwa usiku, it was after work. So nikachana nayo, nikamwambia tu, I'll pick it up in the morning. So my friend dropped me um at home akaenda so the next morning i'm thinking about should i ask my friend again naona kama it's such a bother it's such a bother to call him again nimwambia hi can you take me to pick that mirror that we failed to pick yesterday so what did danu do she wore her training shoes she put on some some nini zinaitangwa jezi vitu hizi trouser sweatpants she put on her sweatpants, she put on her sports bra and a t-shirt and she walked to that place and picked up the mirror and carried it home. A 15 minute walk is a 15 minute walk. But a 15 minute walk with a huge mirror in your hands is a 45 minute walk. So I walked back with it. And when I got home, my friend akanipigia kanambia ile story ya mirror kwani ilienda aje by the way nikamwambia actually i've just picked it up and he was like what is wrong with you you could have just called me to end day and i couldn't imagine that somebody is willing to just help me they just want to help me because they are my friend i couldn't believe it because in my head i was thinking mr takikupangwa i don't want to to have to wait to have to rely on somebody else to help me get something i can just do it myself in the most inconvenient way possible i can just do it myself so i went and carried the mirror and my friend was like imagine hata niko hapa kwa supermarket in your area niko hapa nilikuwa nangoja uniambie um uniambie tuende kio like niko hapa nearby so there i was nime nimechoka my body is on fire adi najiambia this was the workout of the day basi 
when all I could have done was ask for help from somebody. Nilikuwa nimezoea so much scarcity in my friendships that I cannot rely on somebody too much. I can only ask for kidogo too. I can't ask for more than that kidogo. And that kidogo that they give me, I'll have to find a way to work with it. And how that translates into friendship is I also give kidogo. So because I'm expecting kidogo, I'm giving kidogo. I had always asked myself, or I had always noticed the discrepancy between how I treat romantic relationships and how I treat platonic relationships. There's a huge discrepancy in where for my romantic relationships, I'm already and willing, honey. Let me cater to you because baby, this is your day. That's me. I'll cater to you and I expect you to cater to me as well. Which, P.I.O., we'll get into it. You're only point number two. But for my my platonic friendships, it's like I always kept them at at a distance. I always kept them at arm's length. Because I was like, I can't, I don't want to have to rely on you too much. Because that makes me a burden to you. That's number one. But I also don't want you to rely on me too much. Because that makes you a burden to me. Which is crazy. That's what friendships are for. Like being there for one another. Assisting one another. Like how the kind of devotion you give romantic relationships. Is the kind of devotion you should give your platonic relationships. In fact the only difference between the two. Is kuonana uchi. That's what I think. I'm feeling like episode itakuwa to fire and brimstone. Like I'm spilling the tea. <laughs> spilling the tea. So um I think this is in part two. Number one, that being hyper-independent, not wanting to have to rely on somebody too much to the point where I will inconvenience myself just so that I can get it done on my own. And in part, it's I feel like something that was instilled in me by my parents. I won't say which parent specifically, but one of you guys did this. And... You did your best, and I know you are just trying to protect me. But um, this thing of you can't trust people, which is technically true. You can't trust everybody. You can't trust like every single person who pretends to or who presents as wanting to be your friend. Because in high school and in primary, you know, they used to be like, how they watu kupatia drugs, how they watu kupatia nini, like, awa watu unamini, usiwamini sana. And so my child brain took that as, I should never trust anybody a hundred percent. I should only trust them up to a certain point, and I should not expect to rely on them often. Right? So... That's how it's been. And now I'm finding myself in a place where I have friends. I have friends. Wako. But it feels like I don't. It feels like I have one or two friends. But actually, I have a community of sisters and brothers who I just need to reach out to. I just need to keep in contact with. But because Nimezoya Yoku could do things on my own and not needing to rely on somebody else, 
I'm sticking to myself and I, I'm telling myself I only have two friends. There are so many people who I have neglected those friendships since I left the country. Because I was like, I can't rely on you. I don't want to have to rely on you 100%. I don't want to be a burden to you. And I also don't want you to be a burden to me. So we can reach out and catch up once in a while here and there. But we don't need to be everyday besties. Which is causing me to miss out. It's causing me to miss out on really wonderful, amazing friendships. And even the friends that I have now or that I are the closest to me right now, I don't let them in on my everyday. I just update them once, once, here or there. If I'm going through something like that last week, that I, I was going through whatever that was, I don't let them in. Nina Kazana too, and I'm like, I will do this on my own, and I'll get out by myself. So... If you're my friend and you're listening to this, by the time I post this or by the time this goes up, I'll probably have sent you a very long, sappy message. And the summary is that I love you very much. I'm really happy to have you in my life. And I'm going to work to enrich my platonic friendships. Really dig deep and allow people in. The people who already are around me and want to be let in, like I'm going to actually work to no longer taking the bare minimum and no longer giving the bare minimum to my friends. And that's on period. Anyway, point number two. This ties into romantic relationships. Let me tell you guys. Let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Apasasandio kuna moto. Apandio mimi ni meoneshwa moto. Mi by this jumbona romantic the kind of partners I choose. Wakona mambo. I don't know if this is an everybody thing. By the way, because romantic relationships na kwanga zimetuchenga a lot of us. I'm one of those people. And let me spill the tea. Let me spill the tea. Um, I had a really long relationship when I was in campus. Uh, which I thought would be long term, but oops. And that took me a while to get over. It took me more than a year before I finally got my closure. And I was like, yep, this is, we are done. We are done and dusted and we're never going back. And Mimi, I'm the type of person who, when we break up, first of all, let's start from there. Even if we talk every day, even if we back and forth, even if I haven't gotten closure, you've already shown me once who you are. And I will not bank on your potential to change. So, we won't get back together. That's number one. But I will. I can keep in contact with you. We can keep talking or whatever. But, um, yeah, and closure doesn't need to be from us having a conversation. I can literally get closure on my own. Nanita Tembeza. Which is the case in two out of three of the relationships that I've had. So this relationship was really long. It was really significant. And it pretty much shaped the way I see relationships now. And let me tell you why. Scarcity. Ukizoea scarcity. <laughs> the kind of things you will accept. And you know, maybe they, maybe me. Mtoto wa mom. I... 
I believe I've been raised well. I believe I've been well taken care of my entire life. I believe I take care of myself. I believe I really pour into myself. But the romantic partners, ukizoea scarcity, hey, you'll really accept people who pour nothing. People who give you drops, breadcrumbs. Those are the people you'll start entertaining. This particular relationship, um, we just were not compatible. Let me just say that. We were not compatible. And in that not being compatible, Nilijipata in a position where I was being given breadcrumbs and literally surviving on breadcrumbs. Eh? Nilikuwa na njaa. Njaa ya mapenzi? At some point, I was just, where, girl? And because I had never been in this situation before, I didn't know that things don't get better. In fact, they get worse. I had no idea. I mean, I was young. I was like 20, 20, 21 maybe. I was 21. Yeah, I was much younger. Like life, I hadn't seen life for what it it can be and what it is. Like, sikuwa nimeona maisha. Nilikuwa campus. What did I know in campus? So, um, yeah, I really accepted a lot of the bare minimum and iliniweka place yeah that scarcity mentality where i started to think that men can only give this much men can only give you 20% 10% when in reality there are men out there who will give as much as they can. like they will give not even as much as they can they will give they will pour into you. They will speak life into you. They want to see you. They want to go out on dates with you. They want to be around you. They want to talk to you. Meanwhile, Han, you are with your man who calls you once a day, texts you once a day. Usiku. I kwambia, hey, I had a busy day. Ah! I will lose my mind. If I hear that statement ever again, I will lose my mind. Because why do you think it's normal to talk to somebody you're in a relationship with? Somebody who's your boyfriend, your girlfriend, unam text once kwa siku. Just once. Sorry, that's not normal to me. It will never be normal to me. I don't care how busy we are. Even me, I'm busy. Even me, I have, I have a job. I have a, degree, a master's that I need to study for. I have things, that, in fact, not just one job. I have multiple I have things going on. I need to be in the gym. I need to cook. I need to go to therapy. I need to do... However, I will put my romantic relationship at a certain level out of my priorities. You are, if I date you, you are a priority to me. So even if I'm busy and I have things going on and we can't talk 24-7, obviously, we can't see each other... Every single hour of the day, every single day of the week, every week of the month. You will never feel like you're not a priority. And so that, it translated into me thinking that this is the only thing men can offer. And therefore I failed to hold the men who came after that one accountable for giving me nothing. I failed. Because I was like, but this is all they have. Actually, no. No. And in my 24th year is when I'm starting to see, by the way, I can demand a lot more from men. I can demand more than the bare. I can demand way more than the bare minimum. And there are people who are willing to give it. 
maybe somewhere out there, there is a woman who is happy to be seen once a week. At a see once a week. Let me not. Oh, I don't even know good job. <laughs> maybe out there, there's a woman who is happy to be seen or to meet and, and once a month. But it's not me. It's not me. Honestly, it's not me. Maybe somewhere out there, there is somebody who is happy to have one phone call a week. Not me, though. I'm now starting to demand more. Because this is a situation where it's not like the friends thing where I give little and I get little. In this aspect, I am willing to give more if I can receive more. And so I will demand more. And that's on period. Period. When you think you're only worth one message and you're not worth any dates, when you think you're not worth quality time and time spent together and words of affirmation, you think you're not worth all those things, you'll accept zero and then you'll continue to be miserable. When in reality, you can demand more. And in fact, the people who show you that they don't have anything to give you, you can keep it moving. Unatembeza. Anyway, um, yeah. So um, next I'll talk to you about money. Scarcity when it comes to money. And I think I've started to to really unearth my relationship with money and like dig deep and understand my relationship with money. Because it's been kind of a complicated one. It's been kind of a complicated um, relationship. I'll, I'll just be honest, yeah. I think I have mentioned this before that I used to be the broke friend. In campus so um hmm. <laughs> how that happened is that i never slept hungry of course i had a roof over my head but you know in campus depending on the company you keep like people used to go out a lot buying new clothes buying new shoes that was not a thing for me like in terms of like worldly things, aside from food and aside from um, shelter, which I had, everything else was pretty much just me, kukazana, you know? So things like buying clothes, I used to buy very, very, once in a while, nani ile, nimeona top, yamtush, ya like 300, yo 300 imeni. It has gutted me to tore that 300 out of my pocket to buy that top. But I'll put on that top and I'll feel so good. And I'm like, yeah, it was worth the 300, boob. It was worth your 300 food, yeah, like two days. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'd say I I think these are two pressures are campus. I just couldn't keep up with them. And then I was also friends with um, people who I viewed as rich. So I viewed them as, as rich. I viewed them as having more money, which is possibly true because the way they had, like they had access to more funds. Let me just say it like that. They had access to more funds. So Kuenda out for cocktails every week. I couldn't do that. Um, Kuenda out for lunch at expense, like not even expensive restaurants, like just Kawaii restaurants like Rokomama's. Uh, I used to have to look at the menu really early in advance and plan and pick first of all the cheapest items and then plan and save and save and save for like three weeks so that I could go 
and then I'm there ordering my small small two things and then like other people that I'm with are ordering racks of ribs <laughs> and stuff like that. Um nilikuja kukula a rack of ribs after campus after fourth year when I started working. I was like one day nitajibaya a rack of ribs, a good one. And I did. After after campus, I think that's where like I had really I first of all started to gain an understanding of my 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 relationship with money where it I saw it as a a finite resource like it's very nikidogo sana around me and so I have to pinch it as much as possible I have to hold on to it I have to be a miser or I have to be like really stingy with it and there's a difference between being smart with money and being stingy like you can still enjoy your life you can still spend while being smart and making budgets and not going broke as opposed to i will never buy anything or enjoy anything ever again because i believe in my head that money nikitu inaezaisha very quickly so i'm just not going to spend it and the thing i realize about that is that um when your hands are full from holding on to the money that the little money that you have you have no space to receive more but it basically means when you hold on to the little that you have so hard you fail to see that there's opportunities to make more around you when you hold on to that idea in your head that there is no more money for me on this planet you fail to see the opportunities to make more right that's what that means so um that's kind of how my campus experience was and to be fair i did not have a job i was getting allowance from my parents so i had to figure out how to make the allowance, the allowance work until i got my first job ooh honey let me tell you hmm? pesa ni kitu tamu let's just be honest money is sweet hmm? pesa pesa ni tamu sana so i started to get my first salary and i was living at home so i didn't have rent to pay i didn't have bills to pay i didn't have a house to take care of all I had to take care of was my my uh my fare ya kufika job and I lived really far from work I used to work in Kileleshwa and I lived in Rongai so fare alone is 10k so my folks were like okay clearly you and mm, I did lie to them about how much I made I told them I made x amount and in reality I made 3x <laughs> But it's because I knew that if I tell them I make 3x, then they'll now start to put responsibilities on me. And I just got my first capesa. Let me enjoy it. Damn. Like, let me do my own things, you know? I Let me even start some investments. Let me even have some savings. So, um, yeah, that's how that happened. And I got my first job. I was making a okay amount. Like for an entry-level job, it was not so bad. And because I didn't have any bills to pay, I had a bit more at my at my disposal, basically. And now my relationship with money shifted. When I knew I had more money coming in next month, now I would spend. Ku spend pesa nayo, I was spending money. And that wasn't even the height of my overspending, but let me let me let me get there. Let me get there. So I used to save a certain amount, natural a certain amount of fare, and then like I would 
I feel like at that time with what I had, I was doing, I was spending okay. Because I used to like order in a few lunches to the office. You know, I was like, I'm treating myself. Like I've worked hard. I leave this office late at night. Let me enjoy something. And it allowed me, like that's when I saw what money can do for me. That's when I saw that. Pesa unaweza itumia, ikupatia even more opportunities. When you're not stuck and looking at the little that you have and looking down, you can look around and see that there's more to be made. Right? Fine. But anyway, yeah, I came to to Australia. And now I don't have parental eyes on me. I don't have anybody looking at what I buy. I don't have anybody looking at how I spend. It's all up to me. And the first two months. I've never. A period when I should be now stingy with money and finying that money and making, you know, making it stretch. I was like, I'm here. Nimefika. Nimefika sasa mnaweza niambia nini? Who is going to tell me if I buy three sets of bedding brand new? Who's going to, who's going to ask me? If I buy five bottles of wine and just keep them in my fridge, who's going to ask me? Nobody. So, nimetoka place yenye. I had I nilikuwa nimezoea scarcity. I had zoead being the broke friend. I had zoead people's eyes on me when I'm spending money. I had zoead so little that now niko na freedom and that resulted in overspending. So when your relationship with money is ni ile ya money is finite so I cannot spend a lot of it so I'll hold on to it. I'll hold on to it. I'll hold on to it. The immediate effect when you do start getting money and good money is you'll blow all of it. If not all, then most. Because you don't even know how to handle. But basically with time, I, now when I started to be fully independent, I'm paying my own bills, I'm paying my own rent, I'm paying my own this, my own that. I'm fully independent at this point. I don't rely on my parents for anything anything yeah is when i started to see by the way money is a finite resource pesa inawezaisha however not because of its own intrinsic finiteness but because of how you handle it let me explain it's not that money in itself is so inaizapotea to for no reason itapotea because of how you choose to spend it so out of that mentality a compass ya pesa ni kidogo sitapata pesa nyingine so i should hold on to that now we take that and we develop it a little bit and we understand that in combination with the overspending error we understand that money is a finite resource but it's only finite because of how you choose to spend it if you're not operating with a budget you will go broke and that's it like that's the tea you cannot you 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 can't out earn bad spending habits it's not about making more money it's about how you spend what you have even if you are making 20 bob that 20 bob i mean definitely not 20 bob Ooh, the economy Ooh. but i'm using the 20 as a as an example if you are making 20 bob and you're spending 17 shopping 
you will go broke. You'll have to start relying on loans. If you're making 50 bob and you're spending 45 on eating out, uta eat out siku moja, siku mbili. What happens to the other 28 days of the month? When you can buy groceries za 35 bob, ama 40 bob, and you can make them stretch that month. You get? So it's less that money in itself is scarce. How you spend it is a show of your, your mentality when it comes to money. It's a show and it's going to make that money scarce. Pesa iko, pesa itarudi, but how are you going to spend the money you have in your hands now? Because if you cannot spend, if you don't know how to budget with 10,000, you don't know how to handle 10,000, you will never know how to handle a million. Utapata yo million and you'll blow it. Yeah, and that's about money. I think I will end this episode here. You can listen to part two. I'm probably going to upload it after this one or maybe even next week. I don't know. But episode two is essentially how the second week, things took a turn in the second week. Yeah, stay tuned. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I realize I never even did an intro. Yeah, be for real with Danu. So this has been be for real with Danu. Part one, have yourself a lovely week. I will see you or talk to you in the next episode. Bye.